Welcome to Staying in Trouble, a podcast with two dads, middle age, talking about today's issues in sports, marriage, relationships, all kinds of things. So welcome to the show. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the support that you guys give us. And please tell your friends, tell everyone about us. Uh, This is a great show. We want it to grow. You can find us on iTunes and Pandora, Spotify, even iHeartRadio. And check out our website at stayinintroublepodbean.podbean.com. And you can listen to all of our episodes on the Podbean app. So enjoy the show and uh, check out our Instagram or Facebook or shoot us an email at stayinintroublepodcast.com at gmail.com and uh, tell us what you think thanks for listening there are so many choices out there when it comes to buying a cooler they all have these thick walls and you never know which one is the best one is it the one that costs the most you can kind of brag to all your friends of how much you spent on a cooler that still does the same thing with most other coolers do but will it hold it to the conditions your active family. You got to keep your goods cool. So why don't you go to bluecoolers.com, check out their cut video. In this video, they cut a Yeti in half and they cut a blue cooler in half. And it shows the difference between the two coolers. So you should check them out before you make your next purchase when it comes to the coolers. The other wonderful thing about blue coolers, just like this podcast, we're a family podcast. Blue Coolers is a family business based out of Utah. They started this as a family business and work it as a family business. So why don't you support a good family business here in America, in Utah, and buy a Blue Cooler. So go to bluecoolers.com and check them out. You can also give them a call. They'd love to hear from you at 866-474-2583. got a face for radio (laughs) there you go we're recording all right let's go it's it's on so we've got two great guest speakers today our topic's going to be on co-parenting and after the divorce and so want to introduce yourselves sure uh my name is jennifer safransky jennifer safransky nice dane safransky nice how'd you guys meet um, she was dating one of my friends. That's true. And <laughs> for about two weeks. Actually, my friend was the one who said, oh, you get, you should go out with her. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Same here. I was like, yeah, and yeah, no, she tried. Wait a minute. The friend no. that was dating her wanted she, you to so go out we with her? We were hanging out for like two weeks, me and this friend. And then it didn't work out. And then the friend, I think, went to Dane was like, you should hang out with her. She's a cool chick. Like, she's really cool. He apologizes to me daily. About <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I was wondering where y'all Now after lunches. the fact, right? Yes, <laughs> now after the fact. And I kept trying to say no, and she just kept being all over this, me. No, this is not true. No, this is, this is 100%. So it's not true. I don't know. His his nonverbals were really selling me, to be honest okay, with you. Well, <laughs> so, so finally I gave in. And it she was the won. Worst thing, yeah. Oh, and I <laughs> won. <laughs> All right. Well. So you gave in. You asked her. Um. Or was it? I, don't know. I just kept running into her at yeah. like different parties, like. You know, house parties. house parties. <laughs> yeah. For man, twenty-year-olds. I, <laughs> you know? I miss house parties, man. Yeah, yeah. The house parties. And um, I don't know. One day, I guess there was just no other options there, so. She ducked you into a closet. <laughs> she or what? became yeah. the one. <laughs> she was like, "Closet time, let's yeah. go." And then there was go some time. reverse psychology, and next thing I know, I was at an altar, <laughs> and um, two kids later, I don't know stuff like that. So and two jet skis later. Yeah, two jet skis. No, well, yeah, but those are almost gone now. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so. So how long were you married? 13, 13 yeah. 
13 years. 13 years. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, we wanted, you know, we wanted to have you guys on today. We're, you know, we appreciate you guys being listeners, but as well as, as talk about a subject right now. So we're, we're, uh, we're, it's called, I'd like to say under 50, but over 30, whatever okay. range that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I like to call it the cool kid range. Yeah. It's the midlife crisis range. Right. <laughs> Dana, I prefer the cool kid range. Yeah. Like wherever I am, obviously it's the cool kid. I don't range. know. I was just crying over house parties. Yeah, <laughs> I miss house parties back in the day. My house parties consist of a bounce house and Little Caesars pizza. Yeah, the five dollar gold is everywhere. I'm telling you, <laughs> like I, everywhere I go, people got those things stacked up. Oh, I'm gonna get pizza. Oh, Little Caesars. Yeah. In Las Vegas, Little Caesars is like. You know, the cardboard box that it comes in. Yes. It tastes oh, like, yeah. There's yeah. like no cheese on it. I actually take a lot of offense to this. I love <laughs> Little Caesars. Hey, I love me a good Little Caesars. Especially that thin crust one that just came out. <laughs> so, so well, let's talk about uh, co-parenting. How long have you guys been divorced? Uh, three years. Three years in May. End of May. And how do you guys stay friends? Did you notice how she always rounds up? Yeah. <laughs> she's counting Almost forward three. like oh yeah and the day after may 30th or whatever it will be four years <laughs> four years. years in may of next year um, she's like adding to her resume yeah, yeah. yeah i've been at this game for a while yeah. now i'm an expert um you know i i don't even i mean at this point it's weird because i don't know I, you use the word friends, right? I think we're friends, but we're it's in a different way, if that makes sense. Like, well, we hear that the friendship is better after the divorce. I don't... I don't it can think, be. Okay, I don't think that's true, though, because right now, like, we are parents together, right? It's not like we're calling right. each other on the phone every single day and, like, talking about life. So, like, friends... That's not the I friendship like we were talking about. okay. So <laughs> we'll back her up and let's. Yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. Well, no, Adam was telling me he was talking to one of our listeners mm -hmm. and the listener was like, hey, you know what? When my wife and I were together, it was oil and water. It okay. was a okay. cat fight. Okay. And then. So it was a traditional marriage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then they get divorced and every once in a while they need to fill a bucket and we'll have sex and it's fabulous and then it's back to great great friendships and they're yeah, like they hang out they they still date each other they they just they just are much better friends than they are married couple huh. i guess they have the escape they, they, they have a way it's like no i don't have to live here i don't have to be here when it gets stupid i got my own place i'm out of here See ya. Huh. Kind of weird. That is, that's not, it, that's, that's not, not our, normal. That is not our situation. That's not, not normal. Not at all. Oh, it might be normal. It's just not our yeah. situation. <laughs> it might be normal. That might be what some people do, but that has never been our situation at all. So let's talk about like your co-parenting situation. Yeah. How many kids do you guys have? Two kids. Um, they're 12 and seven. So they're right, like right on the cusp of teenage years. Yep. They're going to be giving you crap here. Yeah. Shortly. Oh yeah. They already, our oldest does. It, he's hard. How close to how close to do you guys live to each other? Like a mile and a half. Does that make it easier or worse for us or for them? Because I for think you. it's perfect for them. I think, yeah, I think for them it's awesome. You know, Costin has a little you know bird scooter. He mm -hmm. can just pop down, pop back. Last night he forgot something at Dane's, so he just ran down and ran back and. It's close. It's never like a struggle like, hey, screw you. No. I'm going to go over to mom, uh, dad's or, hey, dad, mm. you know what? Mom will give me what I want. It's, That's coming, but I won't let that harbor. Yeah, it's been interesting because even right now, right this morning, prime example, Costin's with me. Um, hey, Costin, you got to grab Jasper after school, meet, you know, bring him back to my house. Um, and God, wait, it's wait, it's your weekend because it was my weekend last week. We've had like a change in our schedule. And he gets really mad because my house right. is way better. Yeah. So. so he does. He's like, wait, it's your weekend. It's so boring. And I'm like, well, we'll have to do something different, you know. And and then you have that battle with with them, you know, having different things at different places that they like, right? So that's kind of been a topic of conversation for us where we have to kind of try to come up with ideas of okay well if he's bored here what do we do differently right 
to not it's not to like make them happier or anything like that but like okay if you're bored what do we do then right yeah yeah dad has your gaming computer and dad has these other things that you might like but when you're with me what are we doing right reading books so <laughs> so this dad is your is oldest child dad yeah. and mom is a normal mom yeah. So. Yeah. Say, say what were you saying? So this was your oldest child. Yes. So you think so that because he's twelve, he's he's kind of understanding what's going on. Do you think that's why he's becoming a little bit more difficult in the situation? Because uh, he's. I don't. I just think he's, he's a twelve. He's just yeah. a twelve. Just he's, your typical twelve-year-old, yeah. like type A personality, uh -huh. and he yeah. kind of takes he's, after yeah. that mentality. Gotcha. Mixed with. You know, that's why I laughed so hard when Jen, I literally told her this, you know, when she divorced me and I'm like, oh yeah, you're really getting away from me when you have two little me's that are sitting there reminding you every day of exactly how you didn't get rid of nothing. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I like that. Well, it, it's funny. I was thinking a lot about before we started this show, I, I that's how I grew up. I grew up, my parents divorced. We had five kids. I'm the oldest. I was 14 at the time, but what was different in the whole thing, and I'm picking it up that you guys get along, you guys, your friendship is more like a, a professional relationship. Yeah. You have both the same goals of your children. Well, yeah. So you guys are willing to work together. Yeah. And, and I think my parents didn't, and I was so old, I, well, not old, but like I was one of the older kids that I've always felt like there was more concentration on the younger kids. I was so close to 18 and doing my own thing. And then I got my license a year later after the divorce. And I, I just wanted a way, you know, yeah. typical 16 year old kid, like leave me alone. And then, um, so all the concentration was on the younger kids and they, they were trying to win the younger kids back and forth. Yeah. No, we don't. There's I, none of that where no. like, like, so I've seen that in, in my family, um, you know, not, not my actual family that I grew up in. My parents are still married and the whole thing, but I've had aunt and uncles who have been in that exact same situation, but it was so extreme, right? Where you have, you know, my uncle over here who wants to kind of keep things like cordial and normal and have mm -hmm. this great relationship with the kids. And then the ex-wife who, you know, she hates him more than she loves her kids. Exactly. And then they have a serious problem and, you know, her kids end up not being very close with him because of that sort of hatred that she mm -hmm. brought into it and, and those things that for whatever reason she couldn't get over. And I don't know, you know, there's always two sides to a story always. So I understand that. But I think that's the one thing that people have to keep in mind is don't hate the person that you're not married to anymore more than you love your kids. That's really good advice. And, and I think that's a huge problem in maybe divorce situations now is they let the animosity between the two parents get in the way of the relationship of the children. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do. Our relationship, you know, at least in my opinion, doesn't have anything to do with how we raise our kids as long as we have the same goals, which we do. I mean, Dane will go to bat for me like, hey, wait, no, like mom and I are still on the same team, right? If they're complaining about things or if Costin or, you know, Jasper, whoever, right? If they ever try to say like, oh, dad, this, 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 right? I think we both step in and try to, nope, that that's just the way it works, you know? And yeah, obviously you work with them and try to help them see this, you know, both situations, but trying to get them to see that nobody's a bad guy here. You know, mm -hmm. we, we work together. You don't get to call me because you're mad at him or you don't get to just run away. Right. That that's dad's rules. That's the way it works or vice versa. You know, I think that's important. I would argue that every kid has some point in which they try to figure it out. Um, even the youngest. So Jasper would have been four and he, didn't try to figure anything out then, but I guarantee at some point, 12, 15, 19, 26, he will try to figure it out. And they usually do because they're not stupid, mm -hmm. you know, and they get smarter and they get better. And uh, usually the parent who maybe pulled the pranks and, you know, the, the punches, that's when they start to suffer when that kid goes, well, why? Why did you do that? I don't understand why, you know, you would you would act like that or treat this this way or, you know, actually I, I thought it was dad's fault the whole time or mom's fault the whole time, but really maybe it was you, you know, 
and that doesn't mean that they won't talk to you or anything anymore, but you'll have some kind of relationship strain when your kids get to that phase. And it's been my experience um, being from a divorced family and knowing plenty of others that that eventually becomes the case. So. I yeah. think I would say in that situation then too, it's one of those things where I think transparency with your kids, you know, I think that there, there is a line, right, of detail that maybe you could share or not share. Um, but I think that the more transparent you are, especially when, you know, timing, um, you know, if their ages and things like that or questions come up that you mm-hmm. do try to be as transparent as possible and just try to be honest about it. I, I think that's good advice for parenting, period. We've had, we've talked about that being like 80s child children yeah. and early 90s children, our parents didn't talk to us like with nothing. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was some of the biggest struggles I've had is they would never, ever mm-hmm. tell us stuff. Mm-hmm. And even when it comes to relationships, so my figuring out didn't come until I was married. Mm-hmm. And then I had some hard conversations with my parents because that's when I decided to try to put, well, why did they get divorced? What really happened? But they never told me when I was a kid. There was no transparency. They just... Mm-hmm. It was empty stories with a lot of holes in them. They just said, oh, don't worry about it. That th- This is just what happens. And it's like, and then you're just trying to put it all together. But I was, a, I was an adult, married myself with the baby on the way, tough times at the beginning of the marriage, and then now I'm trying to figure it out. And then I had some hard conversations with my father and my mother about mm-hmm. their marriage and putting it all together. Yeah. So coming later on in life, that – that was always my complaint with those that kind of way of parenting, especially during that age. It's like talking to your, our kids are way smarter than what we give them credit yeah. for, I think. Yeah. And and sitting down not and having mine. those open conversations, mine not are, yours. My, mine are very smart. Oh, <laughs> well, we, we've always had an open conversation in our home. We, we told our teenagers, especially when it comes to sex questions and stuff as yeah. teenagers, yeah. having teenage daughters, we tell them, listen, we would rather you ask us you're never going to get in trouble. Yeah. You're not going to judge. Your mom and dad are going to tell you honestly what this stuff is rather than than you hearing it from school yeah, I mean, or yeah. searching it online. And we've already kind of had to step into that space with Costin last year, you know, and that's that's like a prime example of a really good co-parenting situation where we had to step into a space together that was, for me, super uncomfortable. But Dane came over. We had to sit down. You know, it's like they got the phone. He looks up, I don't know, Pornhub or something because he hears kids talking about it in the school. Dane gets a red alert on the phone. I'm in tears. I'm up in arms that life is over, right? Oh, my gosh. Constant, right? And Dane's like, whoa, 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 right? He's the one who kind of, like, kept his head on his shoulders. Wait, take a second and think about the way that you're reacting to this. My uncle is a, a therapist. You know, Dane reached out to him. Hey, how do you talk to kids about this, right? And And I don't know, you know the backstory to that right but dane came in we came in together at my house and we sat down with him and we were like all right buddy like this is something that we notice on the phone and and dane kind of took takes those conversations sometimes because i as the mom i'm like right i freak Mm -hmm. out of course i want him to take responsibility for it and i'm trying to teach that kind of a thing but but in those kind of situations it's difficult and i i didn't I don't remember my parents ever sitting down with me to have to have a conversation. Like I didn't know how to handle that, you know? Oh yeah. Well, maybe he was just trying to get poem hub. Maybe he just misspelled it. Yeah. I mean, trying to write poems. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) I had lots of experience showing him that, you know, this is not where you want to look here or there too. So, um, no, actually I didn't, but, (laughs) uh, I mean, the only thing I would add to that though, for, that was a traumatic experience like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, it, it was it was a big deal, right? It's like I have the wool pulled over my eyes of like, oh, that's not going to be a thing, you know, or whatever it is. I, I'm kind of naive to the way because I'm like, oh, it's costing, right? But Dane's like, Mm-mm, right? He works with people all day long, and he's like, nope, this is the reality of the situation. But, you know, as parents, this is, this is where I, I don't know, I'd walk – I don't know, Jen or parent, other parents off the line if I can, you know. Off the ledge. Yeah, off the ledge, sorry. Um, you know, look at where you're sitting, though. I don't know who you are that much. I don't know much about you guys, but uh, you look very successful. You look like you've put yourselves together well. 
I fake um, it really well. <laughs> same with her. She's doing a good job. She's put herself in good position to continue to, I don't know, be able to perform at a high level in her life. And that was doing things while still learning it from other people at school, you know, because you guys just admitted to not being, you know, no one in your family sitting down and talking to mm -hmm. you. So addressing it with your family, yeah, that's important. But realities of learning things from other people and being able to go through those experiences well also help with the level of growth that if the parents are always swooping in and always trying to, you know, mm -hmm. let me shield you so I yeah. can tell you what you want only, then they don't get that. And who knows what, you know, I know what the level of success can be from somebody who learns it from, I don't know, the street, I guess. Yeah. And I'm looking at three of them or I, you didn't say much, but. Well, so yeah. I, I'm like the odd man out. I mean, my, um, I, I literally, Dane, I'm literally a redheaded stepchild. This is true. And so, um. Like I literally am a, a bastard child and, um, you know, and, uh, born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties and nineties, like any great person. And so, um, but same thing, like Adam alluded to it is, you know, my mom had, my mom had a regular job for 30 years. She, uh, she was actually Nevada's first, uh, female appraiser. And so she worked for the County for 29 and a half years. They bought her out they wouldn't let her work anymore and and as much as like a detailed person as she was like files and everything else my mom did not like finances i had no idea what the hell was going on in their life at any given time i knew friday night they're going out dancing and they would be back sometime saturday morning right and and then when i became a teenager and, you know, my stepdad's going, oh, I hit a royal last night. It was great. I want to hear $1,000. Here's $1,000, right? But then you add up, well, if you're going out like every weekend and you're not winning every weekend, and then when, uh, you know, when they became later in life and then I had to start looking into their finances, I'm going, oh, hell, you guys lost six figures. Like pull yeah. retirement money out to fund the Las Vegas economy. I'm like, uh, yeah. I guess I should have had a conversation with you on the reverse. <laughs> and and then same thing, my mom, you know, I think my whole life, my mom waited up for me once. And uh, we never had sex conversations. I think maybe, maybe somewhere along the line, she was like, hey, I hope you don't get some girl pregnant. <laughs> I think that was the sex talk. Yeah. Like in passing, like. Hey, while you're eating your bowl of cereal, hey, make sure you don't get your girlfriend pregnant, okay? Um, I think that may have been the sex talk, or maybe that was just I'm hoping for. Sure. But there was no, there was no sex talk. There was no finance talk. There was no even talk with my parents. They were completely laissez-faire, where it was, dude, you're probably going to go to college. My, both my parents. So my stepdad got a GED. He never graduated from high school. My mom. As much as you see me in the limelight, my mom, complete opposite. Most people would have that know my mom know that my mom and I are on the complete opposite spectrums. Mm -hmm. My mom uh, never took her picture in high school. You can't if you go to the yearbooks for Western, you'll see and you look up my mom, you'll you, you won't find her picture. Um, I wouldn't want to identify with Western either. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so. Where, you know, I'm a little bit more in the limelight, you know, especially if there's a jumbotron around. And oh, here we go again. <laughs> hey, I took that picture, so. You did. Did you? A glorious, yeah. glorious video and picture. He, he sent it to me. He's all, I mm, think this is your boss. <laughs> and so. He was doing the dad dance, yeah. so. Someone, yeah. Oh, this Killing is the camera too. guy. Yeah. 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 No. 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 Oh. This is. Well, this is the. He was taking the. He sent me like three pictures in a video, and he's like, "Pretty sure this is your boss." <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I, that's why it's really similar. I think. Uh, so maybe is like our generation is. I think we're trying to get better. You talked. You know, yeah. what was impressive to me when Jen sure. said that you talked to your uncle, who's the therapist. I'm like, wow, that, that's like some serious, like next level parenting right there. Yeah. And I'm not advocating that parents shouldn't do that. I'm just advocating that they shouldn't freak out about oh, for kids sure. who, you know, learning certain things on the street. Yeah. Developing that normal um, ability 
to find out information and learn it too. I think there's a healthy level of that as well. Have you so then you coming in as a parent and trying so to So trying show. trying to do your best as a parent and be that person to go, Hey, I'll I'll get you any information you can, you know, while understanding that, hey, you know, the street's still a good place to learn stuff, you know unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so. you're, you're absolutely right. And, and there's a level of education when you figure it out yourself. I, you know, growing up in the church, uh, especially in that time era, they, it would conversations on this subject was like nothing taboo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. and, and, and they would use words that I still don't understand like petting. Yeah. What the heck is that? Oh, yeah. Petting. So, so all of a sudden the, <laughs> I think it's where you're like nuzzled in. They just tell you, <laughs> don't think it, don't do it, don't, no, Everything no, 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 no. shameful, right? And then I yeah. go up on the hill and there's a 30 minute ceremony. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, yes, now you can do it all you want. Exactly. And I'm supposed to like comprehend that and figure that out. It would have been nice to not have a parent like what you're saying. It's just freak out over every little move I made to learn from. But at the same time, hey, you're going to feel this way. It's normal. It's cool. You'll be able to work it through. Everything's good. And, and and not make it such a black and white type of a scenario where in one case, no, no, no. In one case, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then you're just trying no to put that there. together. Yeah. And I think a lot of early LDS marriages suffer because of, well, of, if you want of that. This, you you know. have to do this. Oh, special effects. Yeah, that's, I'm glad that's <laughs> I don't think that's the right stand for that. It's not. <laughs> so speaking on that too, like I, my general stance personally is that the Mormon church offers basically anything you would need or want. Mormon culture finds ways to destroy it. So, yeah, there's, but the Mormon there's church does there. not support Mormon culture. Mormon members just tend to take that into their own hand and... <laughs> decide that this is how it's going to be implemented. Yes. And yeah. Mormon culture for Vegas is similar to Utah, similar to Arizona, but not necessarily similar to North Carolina's Mormon culture. You know, yeah. those, you know, you're right. kind of regional. Um, so depending on where your listeners are coming from, they might be listening going, I don't really get that. But if they're in that southwest um, area of the United States right now, they're going, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right, and and I've I've actually read a couple books on that where that's probably w what I feel a big problem within the church, and especially with inactive members and stuff like that, is mixing what gospel is and yes. what culture is, yep. and too many people cross that line too yep. much, and they take what our culture as gospel, like yes. no, th that's how we it's, do it, it's and flip that's flopped completely. Yes, yeah, and I think that even I, I, and I can't speak for Dane, but I think for myself, I think that's something that in these last three years, almost right, mm -hmm. like that's something it always was kind of there for us. I think, and Dane and I grew up in sort of similar situations where you know half our families are members, half our families are not. So we were at least for me, I was not like raised in a bubble that this is the way that it is. Yeah, my parents are active and we went to church, but. It, you know, the culture didn't play as big of a role until I moved down here for me. It did, you know, growing up, but where did but you I, grow up? Uh, Washington state, Northwest Washington. Oh, okay. And, and you um, born and raised in Las Vegas, right on the best yeah. kind of people. So Dane, yeah. Second generation, just, you know, like once again, I'm the odd man out on this Fourth. because, uh, yeah. wow, yeah. that's, that's dominating. Yeah. Uh, second yeah. usually, usually way past everyone yeah. else. I uh, I am a like a con true convert like I am that that first member yeah. on on my mom's side of the family like the family I grew up in because I I my dad my biological dad passed away before I even met him so but my biological dad does have LDS roots but I never grew up with them I didn't even yeah. I had to track him down uh, about three years ago yeah. and then um but so i grew up completely out of the church like i just grew up here in vegas and yeah. so my experience is nothing to do with lds nothing to do with sure. the church and i would think right that it gives you a little bit different perspective when maybe yeah, raising so for, your own children and things like that i mean i know even for us in this situation right as a married couple you you kind of do it this way and everybody else around you is kind of doing it this way and at least for us you know and then you get divorced and that 
that culture, those friends, all of those things kind of change, right? So then you're kind of left to figure that side of it out, at least for me, right? Like, okay, what's going to work for me in, in my life now? What do I want? What are my goals? What are, right? I've stepped out of that and, and had, you know, more boundaries, I think, when it comes to the church um, and a different perspective, right, from, from the cultural side of it and things like that. But I think, um, you know, as parents, we still have a respect for the church and what it can bring um, to our kids. Um, I, I can't speak for Dane. I know for myself, we typic- I typically go every other week when I have the children, right? Mm-hmm. I try. Sometimes I make it. Sometimes I don't, right? But I think that, you know, in that co-parenting situation, we both still, I think, know that the core values of the church are where um, we, we want that for our kids. You know, whether or not, at least in my, my um, from my perspective, whether or not they they choose that as they get older, but I'm going to give that to them and give them every opportunity yeah. to make that choice, right? Yeah. And do those things and participate. Um, and I think so. that's, a, that's a huge issue. And I think, you know, going into that is like whether you're, you're of the LDS faith or not is how do you deal with religion? We talk about like a lot of times when you get married and you're, and you're crossing cultures, mm-hmm. it becomes a tenuous item between families like some families are like hey i'm hardcore this or hey we expected you to marry you know this type of girl or vice versa and then i think when you get divorced once again you're at the you're almost back at the crossroads because so i just met a friend and uh and he was just telling us like so he's got a, a a story and he's and he's become a member of the church and come to find out his whole life, he didn't know this, his dad was inactive. Like his dad mm-hmm. never even told him anything about the church. And, and, and but so I look at that as, as a cultural thing is like, so what happened? Like, you know, when his parents got divorced, it was a big traumatic experience. And, you know, I applaud you guys because I think there's more and more, you know, couples who are getting divorced at our ages. You know, Dane was, Dane was honest. He's like, Hey, midlife crisis, whether, you know what, Hey, we started off this adventure and it didn't work out the way I wanted it. Or I want a different adventure at a different, and a different book and a different library. 35 to 45 year old people are the most likely to make career changes. They're the most likely to get, you know, uh, they're the most or second most likely to get divorced. That's why they kind of call that the midlife crisis era because it's about that age where you just start going, is this what I really got? Is this where I thought I was going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Because reality is setting in and um, Time's a lot of now. people don't, <laughs> don't grasp that very well, you know, yeah, and, and make choices for the better or worse that reflect off of that. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know how much time this thing runs for, but. Oh, you're good then. I was going to say, um, uh, one more thing about the culture and Mormon doctrine, I guess, or whatever. You know, there's there's one more element to that as well. There's there's Mormon culture, there's Mormon doctrine, and then there's Mormon policy. And all three of those can be different things, and they're often mistaken. And they all different lead to different kind of conclusions to sometimes. And, and they're all different areas that you can you know, run amok with. Oh, and, yeah. And, and you can let that affect even this kind of relationship uh, or relationship with your kids because, you know, you want it to be one way or you see it one way. And um, the other person does not, you know, or they have a different view on that or maybe even a different belief on that, you know, and still learning to respect each other there and kind of grow um, I think is important um, and letting your kids kind of grow with their natural side mm-hmm. I think is also important um, and, and it's going to continue to get more interesting I guess you know and yeah, it, it hasn't that. hit that point with us yet that I at least I'm speaking maybe I don't know maybe yeah. she has more than I know about but eventually there's a third party from each other person that comes in and their influence yeah. then becomes 
I don't know, probably prime in that, though. Because I'm sure if we can be honest with ourselves, you know, our spouse or our boyfriends tend to change us, or girlfriends, sorry, change us, so, you know, to some level or another where we, oh, I didn't really like that before, but I like this person and they like that, and so what do I know? Also, I'm a baseball fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think think with us, you know, if we speak into that a little bit, you know, we've we've had our own um, way that that's kind of happened, right? Um, so far, at least on my end, like nothing serious has been really, I mean, they've been introduced to somebody before. Um, it's not like a serious situation at all. And it's not something that's, you know, coming in and being life-changing, but it could, and it will probably at some point, you know, yeah. um, I, you know, Dane kind of early on had, you know, he had a girlfriend and, um, for, you know, that situation, right. It was kind of early on. And I think, and I, I don't want to like speak for you, but do you feel like for the kids and for yourself, maybe that situation, what, what was that experience like for you with them? Um, cause I, you know, I, I would get like a little bit of it, but it's, it's not my business. I didn't ask questions, but that was a little bit of a, a place for us that, you know, kind of earlier on that what was a little bit of a sore a soreness at least for Costin, not for Jasper. He loved Did it. Did it affect right? the kids? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not like she said, and she was right. Little kids like oh, Jasper, Jasper just ate that it was up. resilient. He loved it. I mean, yeah. they just go. It was more attention. So yeah, much, and, and yeah. more new friends. It. Yeah, new friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so, to play with and and it was great. Costin, you know, I don't. I think Costin would have gone through it with anybody. I could go through, I could get a girlfriend right now, yeah. and Costin would still go, well, who's this person, and why is she here, and why is she taking away whatever it is? I mean, he's made it very clear to me that just find somebody who doesn't have kids. Oh, yeah. You know? He says that. Oh. That's and I'm the very like, first question he asked me. That's pretty smart. I mean, that, that he's thinking no, that way. No, that's the very first question he asked me, and I was like, hey, you know, you're going to, I have this friend, he's coming, you know, you're going to meet him. Does he have kids? Right. He he for sure doesn't love that. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he instantly when I said no, he was like, yes. Right. And I mean, it was the full on like dramatic. Yes. You know, And I I don't know what that reason is. I you know, I I do know when Dane was, you know, with his girlfriend and she had a couple of kids, you know, was they were younger than him and they wanted his attention and he's very standoffish to that and he pushes those things that he well, does every like little kid likes the older kids right yeah so, so no no 10-year-old wants to hang out with 7-year-old the 7-year-old yeah, they year want olds. to hang out with the 12-year-old for sure so her kids were 2 years younger and they wanted to hang out with the older kid who doesn't want to hang, hang out, out with, with them, them. Yeah. oh so, got it so in our situation you know that was definitely for a minute a little bit of source of contention not for dane and i at all you know in that case right birthdays come around and she's there with her kids that's great right um and again speaking for myself i came from a family where you know on my dad's side you know they had a lot of divorces but a lot of um mended relationships where it's kind of a joke in the family that there was a first wise club mm-hmm. and everybody was friends and and whether that's right or wrong who's to say right um they they grew up still having those aunties a part of their life and you know all of those people and so i grew up seeing that so when dane and i got divorced that was it's not like oh yeah dane and i are going to be best friends but it was like well there is a level here of you know um just sort of common ground with the kids and things like that where yeah of course she's welcome to come to a birthday party if she's in your life like why you know i'm not gonna be in a place to you know cause trouble with that you know so apparently i'm picking up you're not with that same girl anymore no i so it, i it, jumped it, into that relationship a little when i shouldn't have so i just i drug her through the process of my divorce and that probably reflected a little bit on my kids too, but it was a learning experience and growing experience for me yeah. and for them. And probably for her, she probably walked away going, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Well, I, and it was going to lead to a question of, you said your youngest son kind of liked her. He liked oh, yeah. the attention. Oh, he and still stuff. asks me oh, all, all the, the time, time. Can, hey, 
where's Joe and Jack? Can we go get them and go hang out with them? Uh-huh. You know? yeah. So does a breakup like that, a breakup of a boyfriend or a girlfriend, affects the kids that way? Like, yeah. like it didn't. Yeah, one celebrated they have to and kind, the other one didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so do they have to kind of relive another separation again? I, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. it, it's, it's nothing like a mother and a father. Course, I get yeah. that, but like, well, I think that just depends on the relationship. I wouldn't put my kids in that group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not for, on this relationship. Yeah, and with me, um, you know. But if you got involved with someone yeah. serious, like maybe some years into it, and I then can, it it yeah. didn't sure develop, that, that, I could yeah. see that, that that would be pretty difficult for them. You know, or at least so far in our situation, that that hasn't been the case. You know, um, with me, I've been super cautious, and I haven't dated a ton. Um, so you know, when I when I have been been careful about that, you know, um, and. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I, I play into it a little bit more of like, hey, this is my friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think in that case, like, Costin's old enough to understand, like, well, and Jasper will, you know, he'll say things like, oh, do you have a crush on so-and-so, right? Gotcha. And I'm like, yeah, right? But anyway, so yeah, that, that's been an interesting thing. But so far, at least in my case, like, not something that I've had to sort of deal with head on um, or to bring put a lot of stock into you yeah. know or somebody that's there all the time that's changing their world you know you know that's the hardest thing like what you were saying that I've faced as a parent is sometimes I have con- maybe control issues mm-hmm. like I won't lie I mean I'm a dude yeah. you know and have watching my two oldest teenage daughters grow up and become adults and letting them just be you know, Everybody and, has and their own agency, right? Yeah. And, and, and even their point of view yeah. and stuff. And, 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 and you have to kind of like step back and you remember them as your little girls. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of like, <laughs> and, and you got to let them have their views and you got to back off. And sometimes I have to remind my wife or my wife has to remind me like, Hey, just they'll be okay. Yeah. Let it go. They'll figure it out. And, and, and they'll, they'll come up with different things they've different boyfriends different phases different stuff and it's just sometimes it gets a little weird and it's hard to to step back it's the right thing to do i agree with you it's i would rather them be educated that way and learn from themselves and me just standing on the sidelines and if i have to really jump in i'm ready to i'm their dad but you have to let them play the game and sometimes that's harder than not i mean like like we're getting ready to go on a cruise tonight. We're we're flying out tonight. So of course my teenage daughters, they have to, uh, they have to get the spray tan. Of course. They got the eyelashes. Yeah. They got everything done up. <laughs> your your teenage daughters or your wife as well? Uh, no, m- my wife didn't get that. She she got a little bit of stuff done, but she's not into the whole spray tan type <laughs> stuff, you know. So the girls got it, and th- when they do this, I mean. They look like women. Oh, yeah. And it trips me out. And and, and it, it's just like, I still remember them as my... Your little girls. Yeah. These are my little girls. I mean, yeah. we used to dress them up where they look alike yeah. to church and the <laughs> stupid little dresses and stuff. And then now they 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 got... Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, but it, it's that part of parenting. As they get older, you kind of have to step back. And, and then we find it interesting in the relationship that I have how that bleeds into even their dating relationship as older teenagers Mm -hmm. and the kind of guys that they would go for and the kind of relationships that they would have and stuff like that. It's interesting. And and speaking into that a little bit, it's been kind of funny. So I don't know, like six months ago, or I guess it was around Halloween, all of a sudden Costin's like, hey, I have this girlfriend who's coming over. And I'm like, what? You have a girlfriend? Like you're 12, right? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? And I can think back to myself as a 12-year-old, and I know exactly what it looks like, right? But I'm like, what do do you do? Like you hold hands? Like, you know, and I would like sometimes be a little sneaky, right, and go through his text messages and just kind of see, like, what are they talking about? It was actually like this really cute little friendship, you know? And But there was one text, I think I texted Dane, and I was like, 
Costin's telling this girl he loves her. Like, why are we telling another girl at 12 years old that we love them? Like, do you know, right? So then I kind of had to be like, hey, buddy, like, do we really need to be telling girls like we love them? Like, what what does that mean at 12, right? Do you think you're going to marry her? Like, right? And so I uh, think that, you know, in that case. Do I, we assume that 12-year-olds can't love they people? They can love. They absolutely can. I just found it kind of interesting and it made me wonder. I think in that case, you go right. back to where you were talking about. That's where he has to kind of ride that train on his own. Yes. Because, I mean, I, I mean, I had to do that. And it, and it's so comical. I look back and think yeah. what I thought what love was. Yes. The girlfriend I had in high school, I thought, oh, oh man. I, I was going to be with her for the rest of my life. I but now. I did. But now <laughs> being married for 20 years yes. and having that relationship, I look back and thinking, did that. That wasn't. And I, I do yeah. support having a talk to make sure that they do understand but i would also support having a reality view that a 12 year old can love somebody if they can love you they they can love somebody else too and i think that it's endearing it's a cute thing their comprehension of love yeah yeah they can love on their own level it's not the level that we understand yeah so and then that grows and they learn from that kind of like you said like i'm going to support you to to move through this too yeah. To learn from it. Though, so I you know? did, and I let it be, you know. And, and there may be a day he comes home and he'll be crying and maybe yeah. a little upset, yeah. or he's sad, well, or she breaks his heart. Yes. His, his, this is his version of love. Like a month later, I said, "Hey, where's that girlfriend at?" You know, or, or maybe I called her by name. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, we broke up." And I went, <laughs> oh. "I went, oh, you did, huh? Why? Because? Just because?" Oh, just because you don't want to talk about it or just because because you just cause broke up with her. And yeah. He's like, uh, I don't remember the answer he gave me. So like later that night, I'm like, let me see your phone. We're going back through it again just to make sure. So which I try to do periodically. Mm-hmm. And I looking through his text messages and I find the ones to her. And literally it was like, why aren't you talking to me? And then his text, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then like. Well, blah, 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 blah. And he just didn't respond anymore, you know? And I'm like, her. I'm like, hey, did you, did, is this how you broke up with her? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, that's, this is, you know, so this is how he comprehends love at his age. Yeah. You know? It can be as strong as can be right this moment and not there tomorrow, yeah. you know, um, based on whatever it was. And, you know, which never fully gave me a real answer for, but yeah. that's okay. I'm, I'll let him walk through that. That's know. awesome. That's pretty funny. So. I, I would say, like, even so going, you know, into some co-parenting um, tips and tricks, maybe, things um, that I think that we've learned a little bit from. Um, so scheduling, kind of. A, okay. Last night, we, we kind of had a situation where, um, you know, if, if you're kind of giving some tips and tricks to other people, um, that, I think, for us is kind of a not a sore subject, but it definitely brings a little bit of miscommunication sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of early on, we had a certain way that the the schedule was, you know, and we, we do two days on, two days off, and then every other weekend. Um, holidays were a little bit tricky sometimes with timing or we didn't, one of us didn't read it the right way. Um, so I would suggest for anybody who's trying to figure that out, right, make sure that you know, like, the timing of certain things. Like, I remember Dane's birth, first birthday where it was kind of early on in the process. And for whatever reason, I don't remember, it was like the kids were with me because it was my day. But really in the divorce decree, it talks about how on each other, you know, on your birthday, they're with you. Mm-hmm. So that ended up being a sort of a fiasco, right? So Different. Do you notice behavior difference with the kids if you break off a schedule? Mm, no. No. Our kids are pretty They can adapt they, pretty they adapt simple. Really yes, actually there is a behavior difference. They want to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and they meaning just the 12-year-old so that he can recluse with a Pop-Tart into the gaming room. Yeah. And not, not speak to anybody for yes. three days. Yeah. Oh, Jasper yeah. wants to be so, with me because I snuggle him yeah. and like, scratch his back at night. Jasper you know? cares less one way or another. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I'll go wherever you tell me to yeah. go. And Costin, 
if you change the schedule, it's but why? I was planning on doing so that. So that happened this yeah. morning, right? Yeah. I bought and a so, whole box of Pop Tarts yeah. just for oh, this weekend. Not, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he and oh, the wall are around his area. But anyway, that's that's a topic, different topic. But but anyway, you know, so that's one thing. You know, like um, this this week we had a little bit of a change in our schedule, and um, you know, in, in a lot of the things that we um, we do a lot of it via text message, mm-hmm. um, and so sometimes there can be a little bit of like oh well I thought that it was this way I had this perspective about what it was right he has a different perspective and a different idea so then we agree to something but then I think that it's different than he does right so then we have to kind of backtrack and last night was a good example of well actually you said that you would take them Thursday and I was going to take them Sunday and I was going to do you know it's like this back and forth with trying to like make it even but sometimes it's not and Dane made a good point last night. Hey, I'm not trying to be any kind of way about this, but you know, I helped you out here and I helped you out here and he's not trying to be rude about it. He's just trying to get me to see that actually like, well, you, we didn't do a trade this day or we didn't do a trade this day and I still took them. Can you help me out? Right? Oh yeah, of course. Like, and then you try anyway. So that's kind of been a situation for us where, um, you know, I think that that's where good, you know, you try to communicate those things. Um, to sort of make sure that, yeah, sometimes it might not work to your advantage when yeah. it comes to the time with the kids. Um, I'm an advocate for trades, too. I have other lots of friends who they just take the kids to help the other person or for, because they want them, so they take them. But I believe strongly in trades. Like, if I'm taking your day, you're taking a different one of mine for a couple reasons. One is it stops... Some, and I've seen this was at least one of my friends specifically, like the other person eventually learned like, oh, he's just always going to take them. And then that just becomes more and more and more. And then I'm not lying. It's it's like like every, he probably has it five days a week. This kid's five days a week now. Because it's constantly, just take them, just take them, just take them. So I feel like. And the trade says, well, I I still have to. We're keeping it fair. Yeah. The second part of that is. I believe even if Jen becomes a drug addict, which we already know she's mentally ill, so she could, you know, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so um, I do believe, though, that the mother and the father play very pivotal roles. Um, even in different roles. And, and that time is very important for each person. So yeah. if they are losing a day with you they need to make that day up because each day and each time with that person is no, crucial to big, their yeah, development it's a big deal and i think that's very so, interesting to piggyback on that right so, so you they, should trade more than you should just yeah let me help you yeah out. i mean in in the summer is a good example you know this last summer so i i was a teacher for eight years mm-hmm. and so i always had the summers off and um but but this last summer i was working and it was like oh crap right like we we used to have this sort of schedule well this this last year we changed to like week on week off and while it for the boys they kind of liked it because then it was a little bit more steady with one person for that full week for me on the other end right having and and for costin maybe not so much or maybe more i don't know but with jasper right he's six six years old at the time for me i was like oh but i like i need he's six right like i need he's my baby like i need to be with him more yeah. than just that much time so at least for me selfishly like week on week off while it worked and the kids didn't mind it for me i didn't like going so long but in between and even now it was kind of brought back up put put back on the table of like oh maybe we do like a five two two or however that works where you know i would always have monday tuesday dane would always have wednesday thursday then you switch the weekend Mm -hmm. which i have friends who do that and it works great for them they love that but then in my mind i'm like oh gosh right but like five days for me to go without it, it, I don't know. To me, that that becomes a little bit too long. So you know, for us, I think. And two, like he says, two, two, three has they do need their mom. They, they, they need, need that, that influence. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they need that. And so for us, you know, that that's what's worked best for us, which has been good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll give you my own other tip. Please. Different. I have another one too. We'll go back to yes. Different than this one. Don't let outside influences change your perspective of what your relationship between you and your ex or spouse and they always will listen 
like your natural side of you, whether it's based on hurt or anger or a combination or whatever the other things are. And you're going to watch too. Like, um, you, that person's going to change. They're going to get divorced. And that person, I mean, that's for at least in most people's cases, it's a huge traumatic experience, especially if they have a long relationship, like I think 13 years is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I have definitely not who I was and either is she. Um, and so you're going to watch that and then that will create some level of animosity or could, you know, and then you'll see, I've noticed for myself that if I tell meet new friends and new or new girlfriends, either one, you know, they just naturally are going to side with me. I'm going to tell them my story and they're going to be like, Oh, she's screwing you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, well, you sh that's a bad deal for you. Why are you doing that? You know? And so I just have to assume they do the same thing to her, you know, yeah. because that's their natural bias. They hear your side, they hear your story, they hear whatever it is that you're telling. And they're trying to just see it from that, that, that lens. And, mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. You know, because there are things in our relationship that favor me. There are things in our relationship that favor her, you know, and, you know, those can be picked up and dialed in on. But those things are something that we agreed on and we like and it has been working pretty well for us, though, you know. Um, and in that same context, you know, I anytime I hear people try to give me their outside opinion, I think it's worth acknowledging and hearing, you know. But I, I'm not going to let it overly influence me, and I think nothing can do that like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, you did rile me up to this. No, I, <laughs> there, I, I, know, I here's so. a good example, and I and you can leave this in or take this out. If, you know, how I don't know how Dean feels about it, but it's candid. But like with us, right, when we got divorced, it was decided that uh, we're I'm not going to ask for child support, right? And we, we made, at the time, pretty comparable. I think I made maybe a little bit less, but when I would pop into real estate, then we would make basically the same. So, mm -hmm. you know, for Dane and I, I know he kind of has this idea that, oh, well, when you start dating somebody, they're going to, you know, they're going to want you to, they're going to think that's crazy. Right. And he might have to start, but you know, then I'm going to get riled up about that. But no, like that's something that at this time, right. We have decided that this is what works for us. We pay 50, 50, everything for the kids. So I, we Venmo each other back and forth. We make requests like, Hey, yesterday, Dane paid $40 for Costin's lunch. I sent him $20. I took Costin the doctor, picked up the medicine. He Venmoed me $10, right? Yeah. And so for us, that's what works. It doesn't mean that it works for other people. Right. But that's one example of something that, you know, we're, I don't know, people might have an opinion about, I don't, nobody that I really talked to has ever had an opinion about it either way. Like, cool, that works for you. That's cool. Right. Um, so for us, that's one thing, you know, um, that I, is one area that I'm talking about. It's not the only area, right. but that is but one area. I mean, that's a pretty where it can big, change too. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's a pretty big hot topic item when it comes to divorce, right? You have people who, you know, in his situation, I think his dad didn't pay his whole life, you know, and his mom probably could have used it. I, yeah. I don't know, right? There, I, I know a lot of those those situations, right, where you've got the the guy who doesn't do it or, you know. Well, that's a very mature attitude to have yeah. on, on that subject. The, so. Because it's a sensitive subject, right? Well, misery loves company. Totally. So when, when you talk to someone else who's divorced, they're in a horrible situation or could be in a horrible yeah. situation. So obviously you guys should be in a horrible situation. Yeah. Why should your divorce be any better than my divorce? So right. why aren't you guys unhappy? Yeah. So and, then they try to influence fooling yourself. If, yeah. if you aren't unhappy, you're yeah. just fooling yourself then. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think one thing that I, that I at least learned sort of early in the process, which was a new thing for me, um, which, which Dane probably can attest to one of those things that was like a change in me or whatever, right, is um, I read the book about boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. And that was something that I maybe in my life wasn't like great with um, and people around me weren't great with. And I there was a lot of things that I didn't know, right? And um, so so for us, I think in practicing that, I think that that is something that just in general, right, with anybody in your life is um, something to 
to do, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm seeing this with a cousin and, um, and her husband, almost ex-husband, um, where, you know, they have to do what works for them. I see them having a serious issue with boundaries at this point. They always have, and it's not changed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, for a minute, you know, Dane or I, we would, we would, oh, it just seems normal that you would go up to the door to pick up the kids. Or you would, you know, come in and visit for a minute. Or you would, and not that that's a bad thing, right? But I think, especially in those early stages, there there needs to be, or there, you know, maybe there doesn't need to be, but but something needs to be established that works for both of you, right? That's not making it an uncomfortable situation to walk into. Or like, at least for us, right? Like I'll always ask before I'm going to stop by his house. Hey, I need to go into your house to grab something for Costin. Is that okay? You know? Um, So you both have access into each other. That's a good boundary. Yeah. That's one. I mean, I don't, I agree with her. Not necessarily to the full extent of everything that, she says on this, but I, I agree with her general principle, but things like that specifically, mm-hmm. I think, you I think know, are hundred percent. A learning curve for us, you know, from the beginning and to where it is now and different things and what's, what's comfortable, what's not comfortable for either one of us. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that that is one thing for sure. You know, like, like I said, I, I have this other family member who I'm like, he's just like walking in at any time and like you could be whatever it is. And like, to me, like, well, why are you uh, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Right. Yeah. But, but, but for us, this is what works like. And so, yeah, we, I think we're both very respectful to each other's um, property. Right. He knows the code to my house. I know the code to his mm-hmm. house. If we need something, yeah, that's totally fine. Right. But I think that there's that level of respect of, you know, I'm not just going to stop by un- unannounced really. Yeah, very often. for sure. And, you know, it's, hey, are you around? We, we definitely check with each other or when it's something with the kids, you know. Um, so, yeah, boundaries, I think, is, you know, establish what works for you. See, you know, and that's that's in life. As you get older, you learn mm-hmm. and you grow and you change and you adapt. I told my oldest daughter, I said, you know, it really sucks, but your youngest brother, which is four, dude, he's, he's getting a much better deal when it comes to parents yeah. than you did. Right. I mean, when we had our first time, we, we were, we're yeah. just, we're trying to figure just it out. We're it, young, yeah. we're faking it. We're trying to like, you know, do all these things. At first we were kind of those helicopter parents, you know, just fix everything. And then now with our four-year-old and I have seven kids. So oh, wow. After after the the youngest one, you better not get divorced. That will be a major deterrent. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about boundary differences, but uh, uh, but the younger one is going to get it better. I'm going to have probably more money, more time. I'm a lot calmer. I'm a lot understanding. I've already been through all the different ages several times, so it it just comes with that. And well, there's and, there's, and it there's grows both sides of that too. I mean, hundred percent, because I agree with you. What 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 we did in the beginning of our divorce to is where, grown to a different part yeah. now. What yeah. we did for our first kid is different than what we did for yeah. our second. Yeah, you and, and, and all and, and all and that's going to change both Always, parts of yeah. that. So. Yeah. yeah, through these different phases, right? Like like Dane said, right? Like you, once your oldest starts driving, when, when all of a sudden that's going to change your time, your yeah. schedule. When he's in high school, when, yeah. when one of us has an, a serious relationship, when yeah. you know th- there are going to be those those ups and downs. It you know it ebbs and flows, and it's changed dramatically from you know where it was, and obviously just through that process and in time and. Um, yeah, all of that. I think with the kids too, you know, going back to teaching kids different things, I think that, you know, something I, I was like, gosh, right. I, I had, and I know Dane, Dane grew up, um, in a situation where he did kind of go to therapy and they had different things, you know, where he had tools in place Mm -hmm. for me, that was never anything that I learned. Right. And so, um, as I went through that process, there were a lot of things that I was like, oh gosh, like I would love for my kids to know this as a child. And gosh, why are we not teaching this type of stuff in school even, right? Yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, it like blows my mind that why, why would we not be teaching them a little bit more about mental health and about taking responsibility for themselves and making sure that they do take care of themselves so they can take care of others well. And just all of those different things that, I mean, maybe our hot ticket items now and self-care and the whole thing now. Right. But, but I think that it's, 
there's a reason why, you know, and it's important. Yeah. And so I don't know, just things like that, you know, with, with our kids, there's a lot of like blame game and stuff with, as with any kids, I'm sure, you know, yeah. but in what I've learned, if I can sort of use some of those things to help them as they're learning and growing, right. So that maybe when they are in a relationship, they have some of those skills, then. You well, know, I, I, I think them. both of your guys is my judgment on your personalities and your mature view of your situation you're willing to adapt to the changes as your kids get older relationships come into your lives they leave your lives they you're going to grow possible remarriages stuff like that that as all that comes to be you're going to have a good approach i appreciate you guys coming on the show i'm inspired because (laughs) i and i hope this inspires other people that find themselves in this situation that that you know at the end of the day it may not have worked for you guys but you still have children and that becomes your most important uh, endeavor. And as you do that and you do it together, right. you guys can still be friends. You can still be cordial. Right. You can you still be that, understanding. Right? They see and then they don't yeah. have this way that they had to grow up under, you know, I mean, kind of the way that you were maybe, I mean, to a certain degree, maybe that you were, you know, having divorced parents who maybe didn't get along the best. They still so, don't get along. It's been like yeah. 30 years. And, and, and I, yeah. I, I still hear it. I, yeah. my dad will still call me and I get tired of that, but at least your sons are not going to have to have well, to really deal with that. The, the big difference I think between my parents and me. And so I assume many others is, uh, at least this is my take on it. Listen, somebody's caused the divorce more than the other person. End of story. You know, both takes two people to do something. Mm-hmm. But one person either asked for it and decided they're done. The other person didn't want that. Or the other person committed a much bigger act or whatever that was the downfall of it or whatever. And you got two choices at that point. Let that affect you forever and hate everybody if if you're on the tail end of that or the other way, you know. Um, Or accept it and go, okay, well. Here I am. What am Absolutely. I going to do about it? You know? Yeah. And so. You move forward in a positive way, I guess. That's what you have to come to the decision of. And yeah. I don't think there's a good portion, especially in my family, who just, you know, well, I know I'm not going to let go of that because I just don't want to or whatever reason it is. You know? and, and, and this is good advice for even married couple to yeah. be able to work good together. I mean, my wife and I. <laughs> We tease all the time that we're 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 business partners. Yeah. Raising a family of seven, we have business meetings. We sit down with yeah. calendars and we have to you schedule have to. everything. Yeah. And this trip that we're going on, mm-hmm. getting ten people onto an airplane tonight through security, oh children, yeah. luggage, everything yeah. else, yeah. getting on a boat in Florida, trying not all to of this stuff, and and and, and trying to keep coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, trying not to do any of this stuff you know it it's a challenge but uh but yeah we appreciate your guys' story uh and uh hopefully people will find inspiration in this and and maybe it will make their person personal situation in a divorce or even a marriage situation a little bit better and i i think your boys are lucky i think they uh they have good parents and they parents that care about them and i think they know that and open dialogue and learning and i think they're going to grow up to be good boys and yeah even without meeting them yeah (laughs) right on well thanks guys we appreciate it for having us yeah thank you